Ah! Mama! Mama! We made it! What it, what it, what it do Welcome to the Mama We Made It podcast, y'all. Woo! Tell him, Nushi. We got Nushi in the building. Roushi in the building. You dig? And the incredibly talented Kevin Roosevelt with us. What it do? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's good? What's up? What's up, guys? How in the world are you, my brother? You know, I'm I'm really good. I can't complain about anything these days. I feel I love that. I feel amazing. You know, one one thing, Kev, one thing about you is, bro, and I, I, like I feel like we've we've crossed paths ever since like 2009. Yeah, man. Um, you have such an incredible energy. It's like oh, serenity wrapped in a chocolate. Box. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If mama that's, a, that's t- the title it, of look, this episode. If mama told you life is like a box of chocolates, just wrap it with some K Roosevelt <laughs> and it'll just be magnificent. And the podcast is over. That's great. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. <laughs> well, thank you, man. No, but for real, because like and, and I also feel like you just have such a multitude of beings within you. And it and it kind of shows in just your explorational path when it comes to music as well. Like there's such a depth within you and I'm incredibly honored that you're with us and we get to take a walk in your shoes. Oh man, I'm honored to be here, man. I'm excited. I'm so excited, y'all. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's a gorgeous thing. Um, I really want to start out with with the early life. You're a native Angelino, no? Yeah, born and raised in Los Angeles. Take, take us through your early childhood because I really want to see the progression of Kevin into becoming this magnificent human being and creative that, that you have. Um, what, was, what was your early childhood like? Like family-wise, in the home, school? Like what was young Kev like? Uh, it was cool. I mean, I'd call it pretty normal. I said, Well, it felt normal. Definitely very family oriented. I have a little brother now, but he's much younger than me. So I grew up an only child, but I had like lots of cousins and whatnot. And, you know, so I grew up with hanging out with them. And so I had a very supportive family atmosphere in that way. So it was, you know, very normal in that way. My dad's a musician. Okay. So I grew up with that. So that's very much an influence in my life. Absolutely. And, you know, the naturally the trajectory yeah. that it took. Yeah. Uh, my mom was also very supportive and me doing music 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 has always been like my thing so you knew early on yeah they told me well i've i've played drums since i can remember oh wow that was my intro to music what did dad play he plays he's like known to play like guitar and he's like a singer songwriter got it um but he plays a few things awesome but my mom always told me like i started drumming when i was two she said i pulled out like some pots and pans and started drumming on that, and as opposed to like telling me not to do that, just let me do it. So I would do that, and then when I got a little older, I'd take my toys, and I would make drum sets out of them, and I would play my toys like a drum set, wow, like along with music and stuff. So I had that before that. I had like a little toy saxophone that I used to play. Okay. So I always was into that. But so like I said, my dad's a musician. So when they saw me making my toy drum sets, he used to have these gigs that he'd play like a little outside venues around LA. So he would let me come set up my little fake toy drum set next to his band, <laughs> and, like awesome. play next Incredible. to his drummer. So yeah, it was, it was definitely like a great, 
and very supportive environment. Oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. And then, and then definitely like with him, kind of like when I was younger is when like his uh, personal solo career started to like kind of develop and grow. So I was mm. able to kind of see that as well, and that ended up being a, a learning process that I didn't even realize until much later in life. Absolutely, you know. What was it? What, what was that like for you? Like through the mind of a child at that time, was it like, were you able to comprehend it, or was it just so much sensory overload that it was just magic for you? Uh, I mean, it was just. I think it felt normal. It was just like that was. You know, I felt like people's parents did different things. Yeah, and my dad did that, so I was able to see like be around a lot of like people that I would see on TV or like musicians that I'd heard of in that way, but it didn't feel weird. It's just like, oh, okay. Just part of the environment that you grew up in. Very much so. And when you're that young, it's just got to feel like natural. Like, you don't, you don't make any association other yeah, than no, that. No, not at all. Don't. Yeah. I mean, you're still, you're, you're still like learning from the world, if you will. Like, yeah. it's crazy when you think about childhood and how oblivious we are to defined things. Yeah, right. Totally. right. We're so... Like the mind is a blank canvas, and we're, we like as we grow, it's just a trip to think about how impactful this environment is, and also the nurturing that we get and the lessons that we're taught. Because you're literally building the framework right. mm. of a human being's mind. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Were, did you play music in elementary school? Was was that? Did it start there? Uh, so I think. I always played drums just like I had drumsticks that would give me yeah. drumsticks or I think when I was, I forget how old I was, but they got me like a snare drum. And so I'd play that for a while. And by the time I was about 10, they got me a real drum set. Gotcha. Um, so that's, at that point I started to take drum lessons. Uh, and that's when like my, I'd say my formal music education started. Incredible. So from there I took drum lessons for a little while. <laughs> I, I think I took some classes in middle school. I learned how to read music a little bit in middle school. And by the time I was going to high school, there's a performing arts high school in L.A. called Hamilton. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I went there. There I got into like the marching band. I played snare drum in the marching band. And then I was in like the orchestra, like all that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but Hamilton's program is insane, by the way. The it was great. It's like one of the best. Really? Like, oh, yeah, it was great. By far. Yeah, it was a legends great that came out of there. Legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. It's it's insane. Um, when you were uh, playing drums, was it like jazz or was it what, what kind of style of, of drumming? Because I know with like classically kind of right. trained kids usually start off with like. Uh, right. So, yeah, I was, my my goal, you know, I, was in the, I wasn't <laughs> so into that before I got to the school. Yeah. Um. I was in the playing drum set, but there I started learning about the more, uh, or from drawing a blank as to what's called, but like symphonic orchestral type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time. And then also. Real through, classical. Right. <laughs> also through my friends I was hanging out with at the time that were drummers, they were into like the more like Afro Latin diaspora type oh, wow. stuff. Damn. And like also like African, Super like eclectic. West African mm. drumming. So I got into that pretty heavily at the time as well for. Pretty much my whole high school career. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Growing up, was your dad traveling a lot? Like, were you yeah, guys? Yeah, a lot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, that was another dope thing. I got to like travel with him. Oh wow! When he would tour, that was an incredible experience. Oh man! Like when I was seven, I went on tour with him 
He was opening up for Jeff Beck and Carlos Santana. Woo! So I uh, went on tour with them for like a month around the country. What was that like? It was cool. It was my first time. That was like the first time I ever went on a plane. It was my first time ever going on like that long of a tour. It was great. I got to hang out backstage with all the musicians and like they would let me play the drums during sound check. Oh, it was tight. Like I would during uh, Carlos Santana. There was like a few kids on the tour, I think. So like sometimes like during the end of Carlos Santana's set, we would all go out and like play the percussion with them. Oh, that's crazy. It was a lot of fun. It was dope. That's crazy. That is absolutely yeah. wild. The percussion in that band is insane. Yeah, yeah. It was dope. <laughs> it was. But it felt normal at the time. It was like, oh, cool. I get to go out with dad. Go out with dad during summer. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys get to talk a lot like as you were growing up and just kind of like as your love for music was building? Would you and your dad talk a lot about music? Yeah, you know what he would do? He would do this thing where, and I'm realizing more and more as of late, yeah. he would like give me these little seeds of like gems. He'd be like, yo, I'm going to take you to this thing. Remember this. You're going to remember this when you get older. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like a great experience when you think back on it. Wow. And it was like, there's a lot of stuff like that that he would do. And like little pointers about just... Like how much a tour bus cost, or oh wow, yeah. he was dropping gems. Oh. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. He was literally just like shaping the mind of like, son, you're gonna need to know this one day. Yeah, very much that. Oh wow, just just like grooming the musician, and that, that's kind of cool to hear from like the business side too. Of like, yeah, hey, this is how how this this works. Because I mean, otherwise you, you would never really know that. Yeah, no, no yeah. not at all. No, you I mean, just have to dive that into as a kid, too. right? And for you, it was like. Was being a musician kind of, you knew early on that this is what you wanted yeah, to be? Yeah, I know. Well, it sounds up, like it was even beyond what you wanted. It just was like. It's just what I was going to do. Yeah. Like up until like right after I graduated high school, I was, was drums. I'm going to play drums. That's what, that's my, I'm going to be either a session drummer or like a touring, mm -hmm. uh, like musician. But that was the goal until uh, I went to Musicians Institute after I graduated high school. Okay. And uh, there's the drumming program, which I was in, but then they have, like, a production program, and they have, like, little classes you can take. Like, for the drummers, they had, like, a drum programming class. So I took that, and that was, like, my little intro to, like, starting to try to make music as, a for, as opposed to, like, playing it. Mm. And then uh, there was, like, a couple guest speakers that also were, like, yeah, uh, one, it was, a drum, it was a professional working drummer that was also, like, he had a lot of production credits in music. He was like, yeah, drummers a lot of time have like a natural knack for music production and com composition in that way because our job, other than to keep the time, is to outline the structure of a song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so he was suggested we get in, we got to get into it. And my friends at the time, they were drummers, they were all making beats. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I guess, I mean, I, I might as well, you know, it <laughs> looks fun. I might as well take a stab at it. <laughs> I know something my dad told me to do. He's like, you should start writing songs. But when my dad told me to do it, I was like, oh, I think I'm cool. I play drums. It's kind of weird. Like, look, the role of a drummer is it's kind of weird. Do wait, did you play in bands growing up, like throughout um, high school? Were you a part of uh, groups or bands or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, and I, I, I gigged, like, my job up until I was, like, 25 was, like, a like a drummer. Straight drummer. Like, straight drummer. Were you in, like, a core band or you just perform with, like, different people? I got a freelance. Freelance, right. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, you know, it's... it's I mean, I had a few, like, main things I would play with. But your main projects? Yeah. Because the role of a drummer is, is so interesting, especially, like, in a city like this. I feel like 
drummers don't get as much respect because there's so many people that now it's like the, the digital music push mm-hmm. was so strong for a while that like you can just get up there dj or you know anyone can make a beat with the drum pad right. so like i feel like drummers kind of get lost in that um a little bit and the role of a drummer can be kind or of challenging. musicians in general these days the same huh? sometimes yeah you know yeah it's, it's true all right did you feel that like growing up uh you know aspiring to be a drummer because you have to play one at a super high level that's mm-hmm. the other part being a drummer you're not necessarily like a songwriter all the time right but your technique and your flow and your style and everything about you has to be great because right. there's so many great players out there what was kind of your style like was it more did you like aim to be a virtuoso or were you more like about your feel man you know my Whenever anybody would ask me who my favorite drummer was, I would always say Questlove. Yeah. So I definitely was a fan of just like the, I mean, I like the fancy stuff, but you know, it's got to feel good. Yeah. yeah. You know well, what I mean? I mean, he has amazing feel, but he's like, he could also shred on the drums. Yeah. But I mean, he, you know, when he plays. Yeah. It's, it's all groove. It's, it's, it's oh. you know, it's mostly that. Yeah. yeah. And I always, you know, I always appreciate that. I just, I think I appreciate musicality in general. Mm. mm. So, however people express that, yeah, um, I, I enjoy seeing it, you know. Yeah, it's just interesting. Like when you get into to being like a musician and want to be professional, there is always this kind of, um, kind of this. I want to say maybe competition that you have to compete with. Like, who's the best drummer? Is like right. who's a bass player, right? Right. Who's the best bass player? Who can shred the fastest? Who can do this? Who can you know? And sometimes it just comes down to like your feel, your pocket, right. some of those really core qualities. Well, man, that was a, another amazing thing about having my dad. He uh, he told me, like, I would ask him questions like that, like, when I was younger and I'd be more into, like, the flashy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, who do you think the best drummer in the world is? And I'm thinking, like, the one that can play the fastest, do the most stuff. And he's like, Steve Gadd. And I was like, who's Steve Gadd? <laughs> he just told me about it. He was just a great drummer. He's versatile. Yeah. And he's not necessarily the one that plays, like, the most stuff. But the types of music he can play, like his genre span is like very wide mm-hmm. and he's just, you know, very, it was just his lesson and that's the type of thing that's going to help you get work if you want to be a working musician, not necessarily the fancy stuff. Now that's a good point, being a working you know? musician and what, that, and what that really means. You know, you can go down there and be flashy and right. hard hitting, like be the rock star player. Yeah. Right. But what's going to actually break the diff be the difference between like okay what's gonna make me a working musician right and when you're a drummer um or any music player like trying to really do this as a career can be super challenging right after high school coming especially coming out of that program from hamilton like it's a well-regarded program did you battle with competition at all throughout that like what were there any tough moments of like competing as a drummer no, I, you know, I found everybody I was around, fortunately enough, to be, like, super supportive. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, it was all, like, family. Like, if you, everybody I would hang out with, we would throw each other gigs. Yeah. It definitely didn't feel, I mean, it was competitive in the way where we would try to, like, help each other improve. For sure. Absolutely. And we would practice together in that way. Yeah. But it wasn't like we were trying to, like, actually, like, literally compete against each other. It wasn't like me against you. It was more like a, yeah, let's build our I set up together. Up each other until yeah. we all get there. Yeah. And you see the the importance of community. Yeah, you know? absolutely. In, in music, you know, from anyone that's like trying to come out here 
and be a working musician and whatever you're doing, 90% of it is like the community that you're in. 100, yeah, for sure. All of my gigs came from people I knew. Yeah. Like it was never from auditions. Yeah. Or stuff I heard about. Like, yeah, it was all like references. Yeah. Like, oh, you need a drummer? I'm my boy. I'm going to have my boy do it. Mm-hmm. And then I meet somebody in that band, and then now I have four new new musicians I know that can potentially call me for more gigs, you know? And it just absolutely builds in that way. It's incredible for me to even think about, like, your father being a working musician and your father taking you through all of his experiences well, to the best of his ability, right? And how the lessons and the gems that were being dropped were encouraging you to take this path. Right. right. No matter how hard he saw it being or no matter what he'd went through, it was it's one of the very rare parents that understand this game right. in all of its form. Right. And is able to have comfort in saying, Go for it. Right. And right. I, like did did you find that kind of freeing for you to like or just did you have confidence going through all the way into where it was like I you think- knew and you had the support? I think I definitely appreciated it as I got older. Yeah. You know, like anything as when I was younger, it just felt normal. It's like, okay, cool. They're supportive of the things I want to do. Absolutely. That's an interesting but thing, But then, man. you know, as I experienced life, I realized that everybody's experience isn't like that. Absolutely. You know, and everybody doesn't have a parent that is doing basically the exact thing they want to do. Yeah. And can give them all like the, yeah, you know, kind of the map to how to navigate through things. It's definitely uh and doing it at that level. Yeah, yeah I mean I f- I find more and more lessons that he taught me that I'm remembering like every day. Yeah. It's very interesting. That's incredible. Yeah. What what were you gravitating towards sonically? I just want to set the stage to just like your influences cuz you mm-hmm. were probably around so many different genres of music. Like what 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 kind of records were you really loving like that along the way just shaped your appreciation for sound? Mm-hmm. Uh man, uh a lot of stuff like the stuff, definitely the stuff my dad would listen to. Yeah, when I was younger, he listened to a lot of different types of stuff. There was a lot of like blues. He's a he's like a blue. His thing is he's known for like blues, mm. bluesish slash like folk and Americana yeah. type music. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of that stuff. Um, like the old blues cats, a lot of singer songwritery types like James Taylor's and. Jackson Browns and the mm. uh uh Joni Mitchells and mm-hmm. the uh all that type of thing Paul Simon yeah and then listen to like Taj Mahal mm. uh specifically with the Paul Simon thing the Graceland album that was Ooh. definitely something I remember him listening to a lot it like he would listen to Stevie Wonder songs in the key of life mm. so there's a lot of like dope music and then just being around him and getting to meet a lot of these people as well. Yeah. All types of people, like the uh, the Carlos Santana thing mm-hmm. with that tour. I met Eric Clapton when I was a kid. <laughs> There's so many, like, I can't even, like, I'd have to really think to name. Yeah. But, like, very, like. Yeah. And just even, like, the random stuff, like, uh, that he'll call me, like, he'll be like, because he lives in Nashville now. Okay. And so a few years ago, he called me. <laughs> oh, I'm in town. I'm down the street at the uh, Capitol Studio. Come by. I'm uh I'm doing the session, so I go. I just go, yeah. And it's doing a session with Mick Jagger's there. Wow. Bill Withers shows up later on in the session, and like all these other like stuff like that all the time. Yeah, yeah. 
Just all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a that's like a wonderland for a kid. Yeah. Yeah, and that's an interesting influence too as a kid because Eagles and like oh, that whole side of it is very California too. Right, right. You know, so it must be cool to like grow up in that environment as well. But you don't hear too many kids being influenced by that style of music right. too much because it, it really was the next generation. Right, right. And for you though, growing up, was that the same music you were into? Well, so that was like younger, foundational. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before like pre middle school. Yeah. Like 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 up until middle school, basically before I like started like getting into my own mm. stuff that I like and like buying my first. Music or, you know, at the time, yeah. bought CDs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what were some of those first CDs? The first CDs I ever bought, I bought, uh, what was it, PDD and the Family, wow. that album yeah. at the time, and I wow. bought, I think, Outkast, Stankonia. Mm. Those are the first two albums I bought. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Classics. Yeah. I used to listen to them things all, all the time. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah. So then in middle school, I got into that like Outkast and like more not too much rap stuff because I was still kind of like into the stuff my dad was listening to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I started to like learn about. I never really got into like hip hop, rap, R and B in terms of my own personal listening to really until like right after I graduated high school. Oh wow! Up until then, it was like I like Outkast. And other than that, I was listening to like especially a lot of world music at the time. Like once I got to high school, so mm. like like the Afro Latin style drumming stuff, and like a lot of Brazilian music, mm-hmm. a lot of like reggae. That's such an eclectic palette that's uh, developing right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I definitely went through a lot of like musical phases growing <laughs> up. <laughs> For sure. Cool. And you you looked up to your dad a lot, huh? Yeah, I had a good relationship with both my parents. They were super supportive. They never like, they weren't like a come down hard type of parents. It's beautiful. They always were very like just communicative. Like if I ever did anything that was like something somebody would get in trouble about that wasn't like I was in trouble, they'd just be like, hey, here's why maybe you shouldn't do that. Yeah. You know? And they would explain it as opposed to like kind of absolutely hammering down and like yeah. that definitely I think helped me underst- appreciate them and like respect them in a certain way and then understand them in a way where I didn't really question it. Absolutely. Because it's like, oh, it, makes, it, just, it made sense. That makes a lot of sense. You know? Shout out to the sirens talking about the parents. For right. real. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but they, yeah, they were super chill. And were you a pretty good student too? Like in school or? Uh, I was okay. But they never really harped on me about that either. As long as I wasn't like failing. Yeah. They were like, oh, okay, whatever. That's why. Yeah. What what was the community like for you? Like, did you have a, a crew of of just friends that whether you went to the same school or it was a friend of a friend? Like, how, was that building for you? Like, as you graduated high school, was that in high school building or just when yeah? You so I had my group of friends in high school that were mostly drummers that I would hang out with. That uh, got me into most of the music that I was listening to at the time, mm. and then once I graduated. One of those friends went to the MI with me, but it was mostly like a new group of friends okay. that like kind of gave me a different set of influences, I'd say. Yeah. But a lot of those, you know, a lot of those people I know to this day for sure. Yeah. One of my high school homies is going to play in my band with me when I start doing more shows for my next. Incredible. You know, a bit of music I'm going to put out. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a strong community, I'd say, 
It's just, you know, it's just like anything, like your friends. Absolutely. I remember uh, when I first got into writing and production in a way that was more serious, mm. my dad told me, like, he gave me a bit of advice, like, you know, you can go try and get, like, record execs and, like, those type of people's attention, but really what you'll probably find is you're going to work. The people that are going to be in those positions are going to be your friends you've been working with the whole time, basically. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, like, kind of come up together. Yeah. And uh, definitely found that to be the case. Absolutely. Totally. I mean, that's so exactly how it is. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. So it's just, yeah, I mean, going back to that kind of group foundation, like, yeah. base thing, it's definitely very much, a, I think, a strong part of what's made me be able to do what I'm doing successfully. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know. Did you ever play any other instruments? Uh yeah, I play like guitar now. I play keys now, but drums was my main instrument growing up until like I had they made you, they made us take a piano class in high school, so I took that. And then I had to take another piano class when I went to MI. And I took a music theory class when I was at MI and that was like mind opening. Really? Yeah. That made me listen to music in a whole different way, especially as a drummer, you know. Yeah, I mean, first of all, there's always that you know. piano. Like, if you ever take music as like a major or anything, you always have to take that one piano class, right? A music one, <laughs> right? Where you're learning how to play like right hand first, and left. right? It's it's like they always make you do that. They it's make great. you do it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, music theory, man. Well, as a drummer, you knew how to read music. Yeah, but it's all rhythm, all rhythm, right? You know. And like okay. kind of structure, but not so much chordal things and melody and intervals and all that type of. Man, there's this great book is uh, Louis Belson. Do you know? Uh-huh. Th- there's like this. Do you know Louis Belson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, this dude is like. There's this book. I'm just going on tangent here, but <laughs> as a bass player, I had this drum book um, that when I first took theory, mm-hmm. uh, my teacher he's like, "Yo, learn rhythm through this book," because mm. it was all about like all these crazy syncopated rhythms and Ooh. you would just play them like note wise, but to the drum rhythms. Right. Coming from a drummer though, um, knowing those rhythms and turning that into like now melody. Right. When you're going into music theory, how did that kind of like, how did that shape your mind differently? I think there were certain music that I was able to naturally feel that kind of chordal structure and like, fo- and follow the thread of where the mu- music was going. Because when you hear a track, you hear drums first, right? Uh, I've always heard the tune. Oh, really? I've never been big on lyrics or like, I like the way the song sounds together. Mm-hmm. With like, everything mixes more so than like any individual instrument or any like s- lyric or anything. Got it. Got yeah. it. That's all. That's until for a while, that was the main thing I always noticed. Yeah. And sometimes I would notice the lyrics, but definitely. I mean, I'm sure that had something to do with me being a drummer. No, for sure. I was Anush and I had this conversation. He hears like lyrics first, right? Yeah, I just hear lyrics and feeling. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like I can't. If it feels good, it feels good. Right. I'm paying attention to the words. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was later that I got into like lyrics. I'm definitely into lyrics now, but it wasn't always the case. It's incredible to just see your like gradual leap steps and not only like understanding but just being able to navigate it right understanding the the industry aspect of it and just how it operates as a business Mm -hmm. but also like 
I feel like you were in a jungle of creativity and you were just able to grow within it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, yeah. Like, it was really expansive. Yeah. Like, it just changes my perspective on just even being able to look back mm-hmm. at you in those early times, right, where all of this is kind of coming together and there's just one big melting pot in the start of the creative self and right. what that really even means along the way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But to like, I would have never guessed that foundation. And it's just so beautiful to put that in perspective mentally mm. and see how all of like, like all of that comes into play as you're growing as a human being and as an artist. Right. Like, it's a gorgeous thing. Yeah. I mean, I think I trip out on that every day. Mm. Yeah. Just how like these life experiences kind of like, will feed each other and then something will come back out of nowhere yeah. and help you that like yeah. you barely even remember but then like all of a sudden you have this new experience and boom you're able to pull from this thing that mm-hmm. happened like when you were six or something and like that'll help you figure this thing out it's I don't know it's That's like an it's like, it is like a jungle it feels like an ever <laughs> I don't know it's hard to describe I feel you yeah going into the transition from high school into MI, yeah. being the drummer to now diving and becoming the beat maker. Yeah. What was that little transition like? Was it was it challenging because, you know, coming from being an expert player to now this new platform, or was it more creative or inspiring? Well, that theory class, mm-hmm. going back to that, yeah. I think that came at the perfect time. Mm. Because it was like the two things. I needed them both to be able to like get into that. I think the drumming was like a good base, but the theory class gave me the knowledge to kind of do the production thing in the way I would want to do it mm. to where I wasn't as frustrated in the learning process, I'd say. Mm. Understanding chord structure, yeah. understanding melody, yeah, all those things. Yeah, it was definitely. I mean, like I said, like all this stuff kind of feeds each other. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, as I've gone through life. It just everything seems to just fall into place. Yeah, right when uh, they need to be there. Mm-hmm. Like the theory class showed up, and I'm um, using this knowledge to learn how to make beats, mm. and like learn how to like play more stuff on piano, and then apply that, and then I can use that to like figure out melodies and different ways to approach that. And now I'm want to add guitar, so I'm gonna learn a little bit of guitar. But now I want to add more guitar, so I'm gonna really learn how to play guitar. Yeah, and now this guitar playing is feeding my drumming and my piano playing because of what, you know, it's just a whole. Absolutely. There's more weapons in the arsenal. There's more weapons in the arsenal. Yeah, and they're being used like a seasoned veteran, you know what I'm saying? Piece by piece, though. But it's like it's like collecting, I don't know, just collecting little, Absolutely. little tricks. Yeah. You know, and as yeah. you go along. It must open your mind, too, just. For sure. Creatively, like. Being a drummer, you know, you are the foundation of of everything. You're like the catcher, you know, Mm -hmm. like you see the whole stage, you see the whole field, you know what all the players are doing. It's your job to keep everything right in line. (coughs) Here's the thing, man. When a drummer messes up, you definitely like spot it. You're like, whoa, whoa. It's hard not to notice. Remix, like what? It (laughs) stops, right? Right. A guitarist messes, bass player. They, they just smooth. Oh, I hit that. Never mind. Right. I'm here. I'm still here. You, you didn't. No one heard that, right? A singer can literally forget their lyrics like, ah, and then just jump right in. No one knows. Yeah. But a drummer, you're off time. Ooh, it sounds terrible. All right. So you're you're coming from that like, and drummers just don't get enough respect too. 
I, I've always Joe's said. heading the, the, the drummers union. The drummers That's union. Right. Drummers right. union. Yeah. Drummers need more respect. Watch out. <laughs> Put some respect uh, on that uh, name. The rhythm section. Now there's definitely a lot of you know. <laughs> rhythm section revolution. There's definitely a lot of drum jokes that go around amongst musicians. Like what's, what? What do you call the guy that hangs out with musicians? A drummer, <laughs> or like <laughs> shit like that. You know. Yeah. But you know, you being that that core foundation for so long, and now you're getting into beat making. Kind of take us through that like process. I know you're you're learning other instruments, but like I think more. I kind of want to know more about your mind of and process of now being a drummer into songwriting and producing. It's a totally different thing, you know. And, right. and, and you're getting into the world of composition. Right. What was that process like? And, and did you start to find your own style within that? Well, man. So around that time, uh, like this is around like I just graduated high school. So then I'm getting more into like hip hop stuff at the time because I wasn't so into it other than Outkast. Yeah. Like I said, um, I started hanging out with my boy Nary that I've known for a long time. Again, um, at that time, and he started putting me on to more like screwed music and shit like that. And then uh, what else was it like? I think Dilla had just passed away mm. around the time. Yeah. So uh, I was put on to like a lot of the stone throw stuff that was out at the time and like Dilla-esque yeah. type beat making stuff. So I was definitely, that was like the first, aside from like my friends that were making beats, that was like the first influence I had probably in trying to find something that's like the type of thing I would be interested in doing. Mm. So it was definitely like, that, but almost like a, I don't know, like just a boom bap type in general. Yeah. More like underground hip hop type vibe is what I was, but I don't even know if that's true really. It's part of it. Mm-hmm. But I think I was also just trying stuff out at the time because there was also this other side of things. Like, so I would try like real classical sounding stuff. I would try to sample like Brazilian drums mm. and use those to like make beats. I was just trying, you know, just learning and trying stuff out, yeah. experimenting. And then I did that for a while, and I I got a gig playing with this group called Jay Davy. Mm. I know, yeah, I think y'all know. Yeah, yes, uh, of course. Yeah, yeah. yes. So that's I did one fair. gig with them. Yeah, yeah. So I know, you know, that's them. I know them. I run them, both of them, all the time. Yep. But they were on some different shit than I had heard up until that point. They were on some eclectic yeah, shit, especially for that time. Yeah. Yep. And so that like opened my mind up as to like what was possible oh, for music, wow. like crazy and so from that point on i think i got into like what other like different type stuff is out there and i'd say that that, set, was that definitely that set time. the that set the trajectory of like this stuff is cool like yeah well i want to find more stuff like this mm. to get into i don't know it's hard to think about it just you know All you kind of just do it yeah and so now i'm trying to recall some of these things did you ever think about your career becoming i guess defining yourself as a producer like going from a, a drummer to like now I'm I'm a producer I'm a, I'm producing beats or were you just like I'm a musician and just going to I'm just making shit. I definitely I, I wanted to be a drummer for a long time and there was definitely a point where I made like a conscious decision to shift my focus from the drumming side to like do more production and kind of like try and take that to a level where I can have that sustain me because there was a point where I was drumming and kind of working with people, writing and producing on the side. Mm -hmm. And as that progressed, it was kind of clear that it would be good for me to make a decision as to which one to kind of focus on at the time. 
to like give it the energy it needed. So I just decided, yeah. let me just let me go for this. I was enjoying it. It was fun. I was learning. Yeah. And I was able to express myself in more ways than just one. Mm. Um. So I decided to like pursue that, and I de- I saw results like immediately. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. What was that like making that decision? Was it uh? I mean, it sounds natural, but like I can imagine doing something for so long and kind of shifting gears. It, it was probably more gradual than it, I made it sound right there. So it wasn't super. It wasn't like. It was like. This was, is my last night of no, drumming. No, it wasn't said, like that at all. Goodbye forever. Yeah, because even no, after right. that, I was still doing gigs, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was just like they've gradually slowed down and I started to do more. Cool. Production stuff. It was just, it was, you know, it was very gradual. Yeah. Yeah. Really, I stopped gigging the day I got my first record deal. Not on purpose. That's just what happened. Absolutely. Yeah. I was supposed to do a gig that day. And, uh, my homie was like, man, don't go to the gig. You got to celebrate. You just signed. Da, 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 da. And I was like, no, I got to go to the gig. I got to be responsible. And they convinced me not to do it. So I was able to call a friend of mine to like cover for me mm. that does that, did that gig sometimes too. And mm. I ended up uh, celebrating. <laughs> you and uh, yeah, I never did a gig after that. That's incredible. Not, not, not one that I like had to do. Yeah. What was that journey like up until that point for you? Like, just, like, in terms of, like, your mind as an artist and things are starting to come together. Like, what's going through your head um, up until that point of that first situation? Just, like, how was that? It was another one of those. Everything just kind of seemed to fall into place. It was never. Growing up, thing both of my parents always told me was to just kind of follow. My dad word is follow your dharma. So, mm. or just follow whatever it is you're interested. And they're always very much proponents of, like, whatever it is you want to do. Whether it's being a rocket scientist or a musician or a janitor, mm-hmm. whatever you want to do, you can f- find a way to do that and make enough money to be happy. And you know, there's there's a well, there's a will, there's a way, basically. Absolutely. So I never, I've always just, if I want to do something, I just do it. I just figure out how to do it. Yeah. So I know, I guess I don't think about the consequences or I think about what might not happen. Mm. Got you. I just was raised to like not focus. I was raised to focus on the only what I would like to see happen in my life. That's very rare, man. Incredible. That's just gems. Yeah. Very rare. Yeah. It's very helpful. I mean, it's kind of yeah, like, I absolutely. know people talk about the secret and that stuff. Like, it's kind of funny. Like, oh, the secret, what are you supposed to do? Just uh, wish something's going to happen and then it happens. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it sounds funny, but it's not, I don't look at it as exactly that. It's more like. If you, you you have to believe it first before anyone else is Absolutely. gonna believe it. So if you set your intention out there, you need to set it fully. Yeah. And you need to not have any mm. hesitation about that if you yes. want it to be successful. If you can start mm. to see it and continue yeah. to think about it every single day, like right. it becomes crystal clear and then you're there. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's just definite. That's just conviction. Cause a lot a lot of us are just driven by a want. Mm-hmm. instead of like a profound desire right um and are constantly battling our minds and our intention and what that really means but mm-hmm. then when you have that just from the get-go just i mean naturally it's because of the development uh of your mind and your, and your craft but when you have that from the get-go it's just laser focus right yeah it's it's a trip sometimes sometimes it feels like a video game <laughs> like the way those things in my life manifest like i'm just talking about something and then 
It's like there. Wild. Yeah. Did you it have, happens all the time. Did you have any moments where you doubted yourself or like that weren't so clear? Maybe not doubted yourself in terms of your ability, but like uh, is a career well, as a musician really going to pop off for you? No, I don't have that. I think I'm hard enough on myself. Yeah. I think I'm always going to be harder on myself mm. than anyone will be on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, and then I've also seen it done enough. Mm. So I know, like, it's it's for me, the goal isn't, oh, I got to be this huge whatever. The goal is I want to do this thing. Yeah. I want to continue to be able to, I want to live doing this. Yeah. And I know how to do that mm. because I've seen how to do that. So I don't. Stress about it. And that's a very profound distinction, though. Like, when you think about me, I mean, but this is another, like, Papa Bear gem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, very much so. Because everybody wants to come out and have every single person on planet Earth know their songs and this, that, and the other. And yeah, think about right. what that acclaim and all right. that is. Right. Look, some some aspire towards that, right? Right. right. There may be a day where that even presents itself for your craft. Right. Right, where you're just at the Hollywood Bowl or these different arenas, like O2, and just getting after it, right? But the goal, it, 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 it's so unique to, to hear somebody understand the baseline mm-hmm. and actually appreciate what that baseline level is. Like, if you're a musician, just being able to be paid to play and be able to live comfortably and beautifully doing music. Right. Like it's like you won, man. So yeah, you won. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. That's another beautiful thing about like those. those like you call them the Papa Bear gems, man. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just like you get to see that it's like I think for a lot of people it feels like this fantasy of yes. like, oh, if I'm making the music, it's gonna be this like yeah. huge thing, and it's gotta be this and like all these things. When it's really just like, it can be very tangible and real mm. if you just know how to do it. It's Absolutely. not. It's not necessarily rocket science. It's just. It's like anything. You can learn how, learn the steps you need to take, and you go about them. It's just like this is boiled down to just the simplicity of like putting Legos together. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it. It's actually really beautiful to 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 see this like mind and the way it sees it because like it, it's rare that you find that, right? It's like it's a con- it's conviction as a person and experience, but also these thoughts and these different ways of thinking about it were presented from early on. Yeah. It's a blessing. Because usually you have like so, there's so much pressure that's on yeah. you. Yeah. Like, right. It's, you so, know, you it's know, so big. Yeah, right. It's like when you make the decision to pursue the arts or, you know, be a musician, it's like automatically be a rock star or be right. this high like profile and your parents are like, no, don't do that. You're going to be a <laughs> lawyer or you're right. going to be an accountant, you know? Don't do that. Music's scary. What are you going to do? Yeah. All these things. When you're like pursuing that, that's like the genuine, that's what we live in. Right. And that's the perception of it too. Like, right. What do you think? You're going to be on MTV. Right. 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 Yeah. But the way you're, you're, you're articulating it is it could be so much simple, so much simpler. Like you said, man. Absolutely. It's so matter of fact almost. Yeah. You could be, if you're, if you're getting paid and, and making a living and, progressing in that just like any other career when you start it when you're out of college and you get your job that yeah. entry-level position and you work your way up it sounds like it's no different it's, it's right. all yeah. it's all relative yeah. yeah yeah it really is and the yeah. definition of making it as a musician 
doesn't have to be, you know, Drake. Right. It's like, it's not all or nothing. It can't be like that. Right. It's or whatever you I want it failed. to be, really. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, to wake up every day and, and be to doing be happy, that. you know, whatever whatever that is for you. Absolutely. Yeah. For, for everybody, it's different. Right. And for everybody, the, 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 the journey towards whatever that is, is different as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like all of these, even all of these gems, right, all of these just principles that, that were presented we we get them if we're just living a, a curious life, right? Right. For some, it happens far earlier on, um, but even the application of those thoughts and seeds is different for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's such a uniqueness in in you know finding who we are as as people, um, and in your case, finding who you are as a person, also finding your voice in putting out what that being sees and feels and creates because of it. Um, when you initially signed, left the gig, celebrated, what was, what's that experience, what was that experience for you like? Like, did it become, was it comforting? Did it become something that you enjoyed? Uh, or were there, you know, did you find things out along the way that just, made you start thinking about how you really want to build your brand and your entity? Uh, I mean, I think it was just a little bit of everything. There was definitely some dope parts. Yeah, I really enjoyed being able to just kind of do my own thing, even beyond just like the production and writing side, like yeah. to be able to make my own music just for me, yeah, and not have to like worry about anyone's input. But my, I could just purely express myself. That was really cool. Like I didn't make the decision necessarily to be an artist. The, the decision to be an artist was kind of presented to me because mm. I was more focused on the production and writing, mm. and I was writing songs just to add on because I was doing more production at the time, <laughs> and a lot of people didn't know I was writing. Gotcha. So when they found out I was writing and they heard the stuff I was doing, they're like, oh, this is, your voice kind of sounds kind of cool and it's got a little vibe to it. You ever thought about being an artist? And I was like, uh, <laughs> not really. I mean, it might be cool, but I never really thought about it. And, you know, enough people asked me that to where I started to think about it. Yeah. And I got offered, a, someone asked me if I was interested in a deal and then I got offered another deal and it was just kind of like, well, all these things are kind of. It fell into place. It just felt, yeah, it fell into place. <laughs> it's a whole other level. Before you you started developing and like writing as kind of yourself, you were working with other people. Yeah. So you went from the process because it's crazy. Like you're a drummer mm-hmm. and you're making all the sounds, all the instruments in in a beat, working with people, making the full compositions, the songs. When you started writing as yourself, was it? Did you start as a, as a way to express yourself or just? Was it more like I just want to get used to songwriting? I, I, th- I thought maybe I could get a placement or something, like have somebody <laughs> have somebody else do it. Oh, so like the first first so more, first more really just like as a songwriter. Yeah. So you never even thought of yourself. No, as not at all at first. Got it. Yeah, definitely not not at all. Not even kind of. <laughs> Why? I just never crossed my mind. You know, I wasn't like that's a, crazy. Yeah, by the know, way, yeah. Like to think about like <laughs> think about that like no, nah, I'm not an artist. I could write something. Nah. Was it? Did you just not have the desire? It just wasn't like a thing. Well, I didn't look at myself as like a singer. Mm. You know, I was for the longest time. It took me a long time to start saying I was like doing production and writing and not say I was a drummer to people. 
Oh wow! <coughs> wow! So much. So even identity. like, I'm probably starting to tell people I'm an artist like recently. Wow, that's weird. And like, feel comfortable saying it. Yeah. Because I, I, like I said, I feel like I'm always gonna be much harder on myself than other people will be with me. Yeah. So I feel like I gotta like, like if I'm gonna call myself this, I gotta really like be that. Mm. Not that I'm not that, but you know, I just want to. No, absolutely. I, you know, I want to put my. You know, there's just a a, a standard that I hold myself yeah. to. Yeah. It's it, 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 it's it's actually tripping me out in in the most gorgeous, like seren, <laughs> serendipitous gorgeousness that. You spend, like, you have such a love for the craft itself. Like, you're a craftsman in this sonic sphere, right? And it's, it's, it's really special to see um, an emphasis on not only, like, the traits and the skill sets that you're able to put, to put within you, but also how you're going to be carving out whatever your final product is and, and really... Just doing it for the love of the craft and your level of expression. Um, what what has the journey been like up until like what has the journey been like since then? Like how how has the journey been for just you as a creator? Uh, it's been great. I've learned how to do. I mean, it's there's been amazing fun parts. There's been parts that have been very frustrating. But I think overall, I've learned how to do like a lot of things that I never thought I'd be able to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it came through a lot of those experiences. So when I first decided to become an artist and I got signed, there's this this project that came out was called Rose Gold, and there's you know a song that I'm probably the most known for. Yeah, for people that know about me, called Do Me Now on there. Yeah, and that was super cool. It was super cool to have people like gravitate to that absolutely and like really like vibe with it people to this day you know come up to me and talk about that song i see people post about it and and that whole project in general it's it's great that people connected with it in the way that they did yeah so that's super fulfilling for me absolutely um but then there's also like the frustrating side of i think that song did get a lot of attention so i think people look at that as like my whole vibe sometimes and that's Mm -hmm. not necessarily the whole vibe of what it is I would say I do as an artist, but I think that's cool too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I, you know, everything's a process. Yeah. And I think I enjoy watching things develop and evolve and even like the perception of those things develop and evolve and like Absolutely. how that like inner act, like how perception interacts yeah. with the reality of the thing. You know what I mean? Right now. Like I'm just looking <laughs> up at you and just <laughs> I'm kind mm-hmm. of, it's a little out there, but no, absolutely though. It's 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 fact. Did you have any fear, <laughs> like any type of fear ever before releasing stuff? Because as a as a for as a drummer, you could sit in the back. You got like the band with you as a producer. You're the beat, but now as an artist, I feel like you have to reach a certain level of vulnerability to let the world hear you. It's right. like kind of being naked, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, have you ever tried singing for real? Like for real in the shower, yeah, but nowhere uh, else. You know what I mean? Like, right. Even with yourself, you're like, like I'm singing for real. Right. Yeah. Like really, like belt. And imagine like someone <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> like, 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 like really, like, I don't know. <laughs> like no hesitation, like, no holding back. <laughs> and now imagine other people hearing it. Like, yeah. Aside from like people you know, 
Like if I said a new sing for real right now, you'd be like, uh. I'd be like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there has to be a certain level of like, like I said, vulnerability with yourself. Oh, for sure. Kinda, what was your, your kind of experience with that? Man, I think the drumming helped out with that a lot mm. because I, when I first started gigging, I would get really nervous at first, especially like, yeah, just for my first few gigs, I would get like really nervous, especially since they weren't so close to each other. Yeah. Every time it'd be like this huge thing. <laughs> and after a while, I was like, I'm going to have to keep doing this. I can't be nervous every time. Yeah. So I kind of learned how to just get over it, mm-hmm. you know? And so when I started making music, there was definitely a feeling of like, and even like starting to have to perform singing, which just wasn't something I had done before. Yeah. Like you, you know, mentioned, and when you have to really sing in front of people. <laughs> it's like, oh, like, for, like, <laughs> you usually you're joking, you know? Oh, right. But like, you're singing, like, oh. But when you're like real, you're like, I, I gotta be good. Yeah. Nah, but I just, you just gotta go back to the, it's just, you just gotta do it. Yeah. And it's like either like, at some point, it's either like, with putting music out, it's either, gonna sit here and nobody's gonna hear it or I'm gonna put it out and nobody's gonna hear it or maybe a few people hear it or maybe a bunch of people will hear it. Facts. But what's better letting it just sit in the thing and nobody hears it or just you know what I mean? Just so I don't I don't I don't I think it's rare when I have any like I mean you get like natural slight nervousness but yeah. I, I think I'm I'm cool with being vulnerable and life is gotten me more cool with being it as i mm-hmm. live and experience more yeah because it also starts to become more your identity kind of like when we had uh nia andrews um who's a singer too mm-hmm. but she started off as a, a piano player uh-huh. and she kind of like fell into singing almost yeah and right. struggled with like oh my god like i'm a singer i'm performing right but then like you said it becomes you know, you're not a producer anymore. You're an artist and you kind of take on a new identity or even a new character. Right. You know, that could really be you or someone that like is just for the public. Right. You know, for you, when you were becoming an artist, did you think about like the artist you wanted to become or be? For sure. For sure. I mean, I think you have to, you know, if you want to take it seriously. Absolutely. And what was that for you? I think I always... imagine myself being a basically more exaggerated version of myself <laughs> i may but not even that much more exaggerated yeah. just, i think i'm i'm a quiet person and i think a lot so i have a lot to say but not all the time um i don't yeah i don't know just a more exaggerated version of myself and i think i always wanted to let the art dictate what my artist would be and not try to think about it too. I found when I think about it too much, it gets kind of contrived mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel as good as the things I do when I'm just living, doing living and doing yeah. them and just expressing myself as, as it comes out. Mm-hmm. That's I important. mean, you want to like refine it. So you still got to practice your things, yeah. but absolutely. No, I mean also cause it can kind of get lost in the, in the business of this too, of like, how are people, is it, are the people going to like this? Right. Is this, uh, going to be, is this what's going to take me to give, give me that push in my career? Right. Is this really the artist I want to be? Or I just know I have the best shot at, at success being that. Right. Like, I'm sure all those things are what like artists go through when you kind of think about, all right, I'm going to, this is who I am. Yeah. But if that's not working with, the business or right. being, then you're like all right who do i want to be right or who would i have to become right. sometimes you know 
Sure. Just the struggles of being an artist. Right. I mean, I think in that sense, I still try and like let the art guide. I mean, because obviously if you're doing something, you want people to hear it and you Mm -hmm. want people to see it and you want to think of ways for the most people possible to see the thing you're doing. Absolutely. But I think I still try to like have, like it's very much guided by the, the organic process of whatever happened during making whatever thing I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's also very experiential. Like so, yeah. So like I, I like my spot I live at. It feels like a treehouse. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of the things I do in terms of like my artwork are just very nature mm-hmm. and in the trees, otherworldly, other, (laughs) you know, rainforest type vibe. Because where I'm at, just just, all these crazy birds that show up all the time. And coyotes and all these. Just stop. It's all types of animals. Just stuff you would never think was even in LA. I'm just coming through like I saw a rabbit on my front porch the other day. Oh, that's incredible. Like. What oasis are you living in right now? It's tight, man. It's lit. So that definitely like informs everything I'm doing right now. Mm. From music to just whatever creativity I have going. You know, like they say, art reflects life. Mm-hmm. So I think my art is definitely very much that. Not that's not even like in a literal sense, but even whether it's my life or someone I know's life or something I've w- witnessed, you know, I'm mean, seeing somebody experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the art's about life. Yeah. So that's 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 what I think about. I, and I don't. I try not to think about it. The more, the older I get, just live it. I try to live. I try to just live and do when, when I'm being creative. Yeah, that's a challenging thing, though. Yeah, you know, because it's a process. Yeah, it's definitely you know? a process, and it, it it never really. That's a. I I think I realized a long time ago that it wasn't ever going to stop. Mm. Like that process of developing and growing and evolving your thing maybe when i was younger i had this idea that uh eventually you're going to get to the point where it's like okay i'm, I'm there like this is what i wanted to do mm, and yeah. i'm able to do it now and but i don't think that's ever going to happen for me i think i'm always going to want to take the things i'm doing to whatever next level they can go i think the early acceptance of that is super important in telling for your career because being Without a shadow of a doubt yeah bro. man i mean accepting like this is going to be an evolution versus like, I'm going hard as this. And if I don't make it as this, I'm done. You know, you get caught up in your age, you right. know, you get caught up in like, Oh shit, what's the new style out? Yeah. I got to be that now. I got to be right. going to be the you know? one. Is that one going to be right. the one? Man, those pressures get crazy, right? you know, but it's, it's so nice to hear that because you accepted this and you were kind of raised like this and you, you are this, you know, I feel that also brings just like an eternal resolve yeah. in, in your being. Like just steadfast in, in the pursuit of the craft. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's no there's no questions about it. Like not I wouldn't do it if I had if I questioned it. <sighs> how's the how's the living and creating balance for you? Is it is it just as one or is yeah, it yeah i mean it's, it's a process like anything yeah yeah it goes through phases sometimes i'm they're definitely inter, very intertwined yeah i work from home and i like it that way i like to be able to just work whenever like i'm feeling it i would just i'd say it's almost one mm. i mean it is one because even like if i'm not working on music at the time i'm living my life 
and there's bound to be something that's going to happen that I'm going to be able to pull from mm-hmm. and work, wh- whether that be like an experience I'm having with my friends or in a relationship or something I'm watching on YouTube or just whatever I'm doing, it all kind of feeds that. Yeah. So uh, I feel like I'm always working and I feel like I'm never working. Absolutely. You know, which is the thing I definitely enjoy. It's, just, I feel it's cool, man. Right? I'm kind of just living. Yeah. I'm living. I'm, I'm experiencing my life. It's incredible. Yeah. Like, this is just something that just makes you smile. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like that. It's just so relaxed, like, your whole approach to it. Usually, you know, the path to being an a artist is so stressful, you know? It can be, because there's a lot of stuff that, I mean, there's plenty of stressful things. There's people that will stress you out. The situations that'll stress you out. But for me, the stress, it doesn't help anything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get anything done. At least not for, it doesn't help me at all. It just, it just makes I mean, it worse. It doesn't really like help anybody. You know, you so know I find if I just like bring it down yeah. and just think about it like, okay, what can I do right now? If, and in those frustrating moments, it just becomes like a puzzle at that mm-hmm. point. And it's not so stressful. Because it's really not that, like, you know, it's the, at the end of the day, I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. Yeah. These things that happen that are frustrating, Absolutely. it's not the end of the world. Yeah. There's ways around. What do you have control of what you're going to do after that? Yeah, I, I think just being able to kind of keep my cool in that way helps me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There are a lot of things that help. Mm-hmm. A lot of information that I have that helps. Take us a lot of experiences. That. I mean, just the stuff my dad yeah. taught me and the stuff I, I witnessed with him. In terms of like the music industry and anything that would be frustrating with that, it's mainly that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the fact that I'm not like, I, was, I didn't get into music to be a star. Mm-hmm. You know, I got into music to be able to live making music. So there's not like, the stakes aren't so high. Yeah. You know what I mean? That distinction sets the tone. Yeah. I mean, I want, you know, of course yeah, you want absolutely. like as many people as possible yeah. you want. And I'm going to always like do my best to grow whatever it is that I'm doing. Mm. But it's what I'm doing. It doesn't have to be what this or that other person is doing. Like I'm content with whatever my thing is. And I'm appreciative of whatever that journey is going to be. And I have what I would like to see happen. But that kind of grows and develops too as I have more experiences. Absolutely. So that like kind of eliminates any attachment I have to yeah I just try not you know I try not to attach myself to ideas I don't want to get disappointed about anything like I have things that I would like but it's you know a lot of times life shows me things that are way better than the things I can imagine so <laughs> oh no I need a moment <laughs> the gems are dropping yeah, that was an atom bomb <laughs> I'm yeah all right, I'm done with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just that that's just a level of honesty with self mm. that that is the driving factor and it's it's, it's just so beautiful to to hear that and also appreciate its calming nature. You know what I'm saying? Like the world is naturally your oyster, but you're over here like imagining it, creating it and also seeing it for what it is. Do you find do you find yourself just when you're out just being just like an anthropologist and watching people and just I don't know it's it's crazy cuz I feel like you know naturally 
your craft is, is an expression of your experiences. Right. Does it does it kind of ch- change the way that you look at things or society or just like people and just like in a in a different level of I guess depth if you want to I don't even know what the right word is there but I feel like I really like especially being the the craftsman in in that regard of just building um your your being and your your the breadth of of your capabilities um does it play a role in how you just look at the world also like do you think that it's just I don't even know how to put it yeah i mean i mean yeah you're saying like does me making music and then living life experiencing things see something like shit yeah i mean i think they all like kind of just i find myself recalling more things i think that i've experienced Mm. because of the writing like pulling like Got back it. like yeah. remembering things like oh there was this there was that there was this moment little like and not even like full-on stories absolutely experience just little moments and tidbits. stories tidbits the ones that come yeah yeah and that that i think that's the main thing that i would notice now that i probably wouldn't mm. if i wasn't like writing like remembering these little yeah comments people make or that i've heard them say or things about people that i can use yeah. that's not nece- that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the context they were talking about it in yeah does that i mean this is you know it goes on and on no absolutely yeah i mean it's all those tidbits of experience that just come into play like it's it's truly everything and nothing at the same time yeah but i think i think another thing it does is it, it makes me more comfortable with experiencing all aspects of life mm. and not having to have everything just be perfect all the time. Yeah. I mean, not nothing's ever going to be perfect all yeah, the time, comforting but it's, naturally. I think I'm calmer about that now even because it's just like, well, if I'm making music, I'm going to have to experience things. So I can't hide from my experiences without a shadow of a doubt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it makes me then that in turn makes me like in life kind of, Maybe I don't know. You know, it just it just changes the way I interact with people. Sometimes, yeah, I might talk about something that I wouldn't have, because I'm just like, well, you know, well, we're here, we're here, <laughs> you know, yeah. Man, that's that's incredible, man. What naturally you want to be playing music, um, you know, forever. Yeah. What are you What are you most excited about just in this point in your journey? Like, I feel like. You've had such an incredible path uh, as a seed to just kind of blossom within this like tropical oasis, take it to the treehouse, and now you, you know, young Simba living in the jungle. <laughs> um, you got Timon and Pumbaa over here just like, like, like <laughs> we'll just, we'll just make it a Lion King moment out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Um, but it, it's beautiful to see the depth. Uh, and the just the, an insight into how your eyes see the world and also see yourself within this world um, and the resolve that you have and all of these experiences kind of accumulating uh, to develop who you are. Um, wh- what do you what do you just in this moment? What are you looking forward to most? Man, I'm excited to be able to. I think at this point, 
express myself in a way where when I'm writing or creating music, the physical aspect of creating music is not really getting in the way. Mm. And I'm very excited about that. Like I'm able to just, for now at least, make what I want to make. Yeah. Until I want to do something I don't know how to do yet and then I'm frustrated <laughs> again. But um, yeah, I'm excited about that. Because, yeah, it just makes everything. Now I can just. That's freedom. Yeah. It feels very free. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like your whole journey's been, felt very free. Man, it, yeah. I feel very fortunate to, like, I don't know. I feel like it's all been just laid out for me. <sighs> and, like, I feel like I'm all I got to do is follow the signs. I just pay attention. And it's going to be there. And it has been. And it has been. My brother. This has been absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> like this is actually one of one, one of the the few podcasts that I like, and it just even like amongst friends discussing the journey, uh, that really I'm touched. Like I want to start like shedding thug tears right now. <laughs> I love this it. Is, man. This is just gorgeous. Man, it's been great talking yeah. to y'all, man. For real, just, I love like, this, this type of stuff. It's crazy how much more of a level of appreciation I just have for your human beingness, bro. Like. Oh man! I look, I look at you and I'm just smiling right now because I'm like, wow! Like there's a Jedi within within this frame. <laughs> Jedi, you know what I for, mean? For real. But that doesn't come unless we communicate. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And and to be able to hear uh, the essence um, and the excitement in in your path from where it stemmed to where it is now, and just you know what the desire is, is just. It's absolutely gorgeous, bro. I wish you all of the best on some like token fucking send you a postcard from, from Maine. But good luck, like, man. <laughs> it, it, it's an absolute honor to know you as a person and a, and a, and a creative being. And I'm I, I just I'm just excited for your craft continuing to blossom in this in this sphere and to be able to be impacted by it. like. It's gorgeous. Mm. Man, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys for having me on your podcast. Love, bro. It's been amazing. Love. Talking, man. Just this, I don't know, man. This, I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm equally, if not more grateful to be able to have this conversation with you Love. guys. I can't Love, wait to for do it real. again. To, Love. I can't man, wait to do it again. For yeah. sure. Next couple of years. Absolutely. Not, not sooner. Here, part two. Heck yeah, man. See we gotta you're do going, it. man. I can't wait. That's love. And y'all, I'm not even gonna like end this by yelling, but listen, pick up the phone, call your mom, tell her you love her, call your dad, tell him you love him, and that's a wrap. We out of here. <laughs>